This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Before we get to the episode, I wanted to share an amazing event coming up very short here on January 8th and 9th. It's all about how to thrive in these transitioning times and reach new levels of growth, expression, and abundance. The Coptic Center is having a two-day workshop, and it'll have a 48-hour replay if you end up missing the presentations, but they have up to 19 presentations on January 8th and January 9th. These are going to be things they're going to discuss about how to create a better world, how to create prana, the journey of illusion versus reality, and how to just different individuals coming together to share some amazing uh, information on how to level up in your life in every aspect possible. Um, this is going to be a great workshop. I highly recommend to attend. If you're interested in about this and want to register or read more about it and register for the workshop, it is only $25. You can click in the show notes. I have a link there. Go there, click on it, and make sure you register before January uh, 8th. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, I know it's going to be a great event. I appreciate y'all. Now back to the show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another interview here on the Mindful Experiment. As each week we discuss, dive in with someone to share their essence of what they're doing, their passion, their mission in life to share with our audience. And this week I had a blast interviewing Patia Kolobova. 
And she is the founder and CEO of Women's Transformational Coach and a podcaster. Um, and it's one of the things where we discuss a lot about authenticity, being yourself, having non-negotiables. I call it codes. And we were talking about how to be aware when you're having emotional stuff with a partner or something like that. What does that mean? What does that show? What is that relating to to our unhealed childhood traumas and so much more? And it was a great conversation. I know you'll get a ton of content out of this. So before we dive in, I want to share a little bit about who Patia is. Uh, Patia Kolobova is a women's transformational coach who helps women who have been pushed down and been played it playing it small due to toxic relationships or unhealed childhood trauma to create a life that is true to them and their sole purpose. Her mission is to help women who are on the path to healing from past wounds move through their limited beliefs and internal blocks so they can finally do what they want to do, what feels good to them, serve other women in a powerful way online. Patia pairs feminine flow with strategic planning to give entrepreneurs immense clarity and exact steps to transition from side hustler to CEO. If she is not interviewing on her podcast, Unpolo- Unpologetically Abundant, working out or reading, you'll find her in nature disconnecting from the world, connecting to herself. Um, awesome convo. I know you're going to love Patia's energy. So with no further ado, here is Patia Kolobova. Patia, welcome to the show. I am super excited to be here today. So am I. I feel uh, we're, we're already gelling in the beginning. I have a feeling we have a lot of good stuff to dive in and talk about. So uh, excited to have your energy be shared with us and the listeners here at the Mindful Experiment. Uh, so thank you for taking the time and uh, let's get rocking, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> so listeners already know how I work. I get right into things. I want to ask that first question. What's the sto- your story or your path that led you to do what you're doing today? How did you get to what you're doing today? Such an amazing question, you know, and I love that you give this question in the background so people can really connect because it's so easy. Like when you read my bio, it's who am I today, right? It's who did I become after years and decades of development and, you know, like walking on my path. So when people look at me today and they see, you know, I just got recently married to the love of my life. My business is blooming. We built six figures online coaching business in nine months, traveling the world, hosting retreats. So all of that sounds pretty cool, but it doesn't really say how I got there because being a coach, it's something that I never planned for. Trust me. I am not the kind of person who was dreaming about being an entrepreneur. Like when you look at Some of the big entrepreneurs, they're like, yeah, I was selling lemonade and I was selling rocks. I steal the rocks from my neighbor and then I went and sell it to other neighbor. I was never entrepreneurial. So if I would believe in accidents, I would think that I became entrepreneur by accident. But I believe that everything that is happening, whether we like it in a moment or not, it's really happening for us. So I became who I am today because I needed this. I needed someone like me on my journey. I needed someone to hold my hand. I needed someone to remind me of my greatness. I needed someone to give me a hope. That's why I became woman's coach because I didn't have that. You know, when I was going through my depression, eating disorder, attempt of suicide, it wasn't as easy as it is nowadays. It wasn't as easy as go and read a blog or look at millions of influencers now on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. It's the newest trend, right? It wasn't as easy. So for me going through that, I didn't want any woman, anyone to go through the pain of feeling worthless and unlovable and like a waste of space. 
So that's how I got where I am today in a short story. I love that. And it, it's one of those things, you know, you, you brought up like the work we have to go. Everyone sees when you become successful, it's like everyone sees you in that light and they don't realize the darkness you had to go through to get to that point. Absolutely. And, you know, I, a couple of things that came to my heart, you know, when I was listening to you right now, sometimes people think they have to go through the rock bottom. They have to go through the the thick of it and the complete darkness you don't have to you don't have to get so far so you can rise up you don't have to i did it and i know you know some other people and amazing coaches who did it who went really through the dark night of the soul and they were feeling that there is not even a way to get out of it but you don't have to hit the rock bottom if something doesn't feel right you have the right to turn it around and to shift it. So people don't have to think, and I don't want them to think that to be successful and to be fulfilled, you have to go through depression and pain and traumas. You don't have to. But if you did, there is a hope. I love that. And it's it's one of the things too, I think that's critical. And this is why I always have a coach, someone to work with is because um, I don't want to have to go through every single hardship down to the rock bottom. Sometimes they can kind of prevent you from going all the way down there, teach you what you need to learn. And then that way you can just go ahead and then continue in with where the path you want to go without having to go through all the other dark stuff that's involved with it. Absolutely. You speak to my heart. I remember the times that I was being, you know, I wouldn't even say like smarty pants, right? But I'm like, I can figure this out. I can read it in the books. I can listen to the podcast. I can figure it out because I was afraid to ask for help. I was afraid that people will judge me that I'm weak or that I'm not strong. And the opposite is true. When I went through my schooling, I did, you know, bachelor's in marketing and I did master's in business administration. And even though I'm not doing the things that I was studying there, one thing that I learned there is that you're not meant to do this alone and asking for help. It's making you smarter and stronger and not weaker, like being vulnerable. It's really strength as Brené Brown is teaching. And that's something that I really had to learn, like to be humble and to ask for help and to let other people shine. Because sometimes we think we have to figure this all out or otherwise we don't deserve the success we don't deserve the well-being but when you realize that when you ask for help you're allowing other people to live in their purpose when my clients come to me and they say like I'm so honored to be working with you I'm so like grateful for you in my life I always thank them because by them saying yes to work with me they are allowing me to live in my purpose And how beautiful is that when we can let go of the control, surrender, look around and see who is doing the things we want to be doing and we hire them or ask them for help. Or sometimes if we are not in a place yet to figure it out financially, we are still working on our money mindset, listen to that podcast, but really be open for receiving the help. They always say in success, there's always, you know, success is never alone. And there's always a variety of people that'll be there to help you along the way, one shape or another. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, some people come for a lifetime. Some people come just for a season, but every 
ever person in your life comes for a reason, you know, every single person, some people will be there and supporting you in your journey to rise up. And some people will just show you the contrast of what you are no longer allowing, what you are no longer going to settle on. I remember most of my life, I was in this people pleasing mode and victim mode, you know, and I was thinking that all the men are cheating and all the bosses are unappreciative. And I had to change that story in my mind before I was able to change that in my life because whatever we believe, universe, God, you know, whatever your belief is, it's going to be sending you the same things over and over again different places, different faces, but the results of how you're feeling is going to be always the same until you allow yourself to change. Now, what is it, you know, because a lot of people do this, right? They, they'll just say, well, you brought up like, like cheating, right? Men just cheat, right? Mm -hmm. And so the more you say that, the more the reality, you're going to attract, right? The different faces that are going to keep coming to you, but they'll get the same result regardless. Mm-hmm. When is it, What what's the process to transform that? What does that I, look, and that could be just not in this, this kind of example or just in, in, in any type of example. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that question. And I love just giving the steps on the how, because it's cool to hear this, right? And then you're like, okay, I'm in it. What do I do? So um, what I advise is to sit down, take a piece of paper and write down where you are right now and write down the major areas of your life, whether it's relationship finances, your help, your contribution, your environment, the biggest parts that are really important in your life. Write those down and they write where you are right now. You know, like, how are you feeling about your relationship? What is coming up for you? What are the feelings that are coming up? And when you look at, because we are looking at the results right now, right? It's what is happening right now. And then how did you get this result, right? Let's say you're in in, in toxic relationship and you keep fighting with your partner or you're in a job that it's unfulfilling and makes you feel like you are just drugging yourself day to day. That is the result. What actions did you take? What got you that result? If you keep fighting with with your partner why, right? Like what actions did you take? Maybe you are moody. Maybe you are settling on a partner who you know that is just not right for you, but like really looking, and this is like generalizing, right? But really looking under the hood, what is really true for you? So what is the result? What actions did you take? And How did you feel? Like what belief made you take that action? So for example, if you're in a relationship that doesn't feel right to you and your partner, it's, you know, not aligned with who you really are or is cheating on you or is giving you silent treatment or it's not respecting you or not wanting you to succeed, whatever is there. How did it happen, right? Like, how did you take that action to be in that relationship? Maybe you were seeing that in your parents. Maybe you were just feeling unworthy and undeserving because that's what you were told when you were in a school. And just really looking at this path, right? Like, how did I feel? What were my beliefs? What actions did I took to get where I am today to the results? Now, when you have all of this path, now you look at those beliefs and you get to ask yourself those feelings and the beliefs, 
is that still truth? Is it still true that I'm worthless? Is it still true that I don't matter? Is it still truth, right? You get to ask yourself because very often we hear these things and then we look for the proof and the evidence like, oh, of course, of course I'm worthless because I cannot keep up the job. Of course I'm worthless because my partner is cheating on me. Of course I'm worthless. I cannot find a parking spot, right? So when you look at those beliefs and ask yourself if that's really 100% unshakable truth, you will most of the time realize that it is not. Okay, now you can choose again. What is my truth now? And you choose again your truth. Well, the truth is that I'm open to learning. The truth is that I am lovable. My dog loves me, so I must be lovable, right? <laughs> so look for the new evidence. And now when you write the new evidence, when you write your new truth, that's when you take this piece of paper with the new truth and the new evidence and you put it in your mirror or you put it in your wallet, you put it in your office, you put it somewhere, you will see that. Even if you don't go consciously there and read it every single day, the things are still in your subconscious mind because it's going to be noticing it. And you will start rewriting. And with this, you will start finding a new evidence. Of course, I'm lovable. Somebody just prepay me coffee in a Starbucks. Of course, I'm lovable. I just find a parking spot. Of course, I'm lovable. My mom texted me today, right? So the little things and little shifts is what's going to write new stories in your life and create a new result. I love that. And when you start to believe, it's a belief too, because you not a belief per se, but you got to put it out there so that you can keep saying, all right, my mind, I trained it to look for this. Like I'm not lovable. I'm this X, Y, and Z. So my mind did the work for me and said, okay, I'm going to show you every time it shows up now. And then you changed it around to where you said, no, this is, I'm lovable. Here's why I'm, I'm this, because here's why here's this, because here's why. And you retrains your mind to go the other route now to say, Hey, look at now I'm going to start looking for these things to support and support what I'm saying now. That sound about right. Exactly. Yes. And there's also work she did. I love giving to my clients and it's called deserving your desires because when you're, when you are connected with your heart, when you're connected with your body, you know, you know, you're worthy, you know, you're lovable, you know, you are just precious gift to this world. You know it, you don't need any proof. Very often when we're starting on our journey, and it doesn't matter if we are in the beginning or in the end. We all have those days when we are feeling doubtful or fearful or overwhelmed. And in those days, we are in our head. We are overthinking, overanalyzing. We are not trusting. And we disconnect from our heart because we think it's safer. We think it's safer to be in our head and be in control, which it's not true. But when we're in our head, you cannot just jump and go and like, okay, I'm trusting everything. I'm fine. Everything is working out. Well, it's not because you are not feeling that. So going from your head to go into your heart, I invite my clients to write their desires. What do they truly desire? Whether it's inner peace, whether it's a new promotion, whether it's a finding a love of their life, whatever it is. Write down your desires and write down why do you deserve them. Because like I said, when you're in your heart, when you're trusting, when you're aligned, you know, 
you know you don't need to prove anyone anything but when you're in your head when you're feeling low energy when you're not feeling well you get to give the evidence to your mind so let's say for example i want to be financially independent and i want to be rich why do i deserve it well because more money i have more good i can do the more money i have more people i can support the more money i have more time i have for my family freedom right so when you're giving your mind this evidence, now you're starting to soften up and you soften up again, going back to your heart. And now you don't need the evidence. I like that. Makes it a little easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all have those days, right? It doesn't matter how far along you are, how many decades you've been working on yourself. We all have those days that we wake up and we are just feeling like crap and we don't want to be adulting. And there are so many things we get to do, right? So those days, you just tap into your desires, into your deservingness, and your energy will change and how you approach the world will change too. Now, is it important to tap into your emotions with that? Because I love how you were saying, you know, this is, well, why do I want to make, why do I want to make more money? And it was, and you, you broke down all the values to the importance of what the money means to that individual. Um, is that critically important to create transformation in an individual's life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I believe that. And and like you said, you know, the emotions are really important key because you can do whatever you want to do. But when there is no emotion attached to it, it's just saying it's not going to create anything or move anything. Right. Imagine that complete stranger calls you and says, hey, I will never call you again. You're like, well, this is weird. Okay, And you don't care. Right. But let's say your mother or your loved one calls you, say, hey, I will never call you again. Well, now you're crumbling. Now you're what happened, right? Like emotionally, you're so involved in death that it is determining your future actions. So emotions are always important to put into it. But like I said, when you're in your head, you get to get into that place when you're feeling safe to feel. Very often we are just, you know, putting walls up so we don't feel, so we're just going through the life because we were hurt in the past and we don't want to get hurt again. So we build up the walls, but when you can learn to feel safe in feeling things and feeling emotions and knowing that emotions are an amazing guide for you, that's when you can relax and you know, bring forth the things and your desires so much faster. I love that. And yet it's also too, like you, you, you tied that again together, right? That value part, right? Cause if some stranger just says, I'm never going to call you again or whatever, yeah, all right, whatever, fine. But you value your mother. You're, there's an importance to there. There's an emotional bond, the connection there. And then all of a sudden they break that by saying, I'm never going to call you again. Boom. You're wrecked. It's going to affect you a little bit. It's going to mess with you in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you're talking about values, you know, because it was realizing and embodying my values that really changed my life and business. There was a time that I started to work with a mentor and he asked me about my core values. I was like, I don't know. And so we sat down and created a list of my core values, my non-negotiables. And then I took an inventory of my life and I realized that I wasn't living 
expecting it. I wasn't really aligned with it. Like I said, I value loyalty and generosity and growth. And then I was in a relationship when the man wasn't respecting me and was talking with other women and seeing other women. So where am I embodying the value of loyalty, right? So when I realized my core values, I... um I had to really take inventory of my life and I released, you know, five-year um, toxic relationship. I let go of my first business, social media marketing engagement agency. And then I ask myself, okay, what things in my life do align with these values and how can I get more things that do align? And it was so freeing because it made me feel more confident and courageous because I knew what to say yes to and what to say no to because I knew who I was and what I did stood for. I love that example you bring up because it's so true. You know, and, you're, and you, you can say you have a value because I've done a lot of this work myself where um, what's your value system? What's, what's your values? What do you hold true to you? And I've kind of changed that word around to codes. Like these are my codes of living. This is, and I use codes because my background was when I was in college, a little bit computer science. So programming and stuff like that, like how computer code works. It's once you put the code in, that's it. No matter what you do, that code's going to run the same all the same time, unless you change it. And this is the same thing here where you look at your, uh, your values. And it's like, well, then you take a look at your actions. What are your actions doing? Because they'll tell you if you're really living by that value. And that's why I love that example you shared because it was saying, well, this is what I, this is the value I have, but then look at my relationship and what I'm in and what I'm allowing. So then hold on, my actions are allowing me to say, I'm making choices to say, well, I'm going to allow this to be okay, but this is what I value. Then that creates that discord. That's amazing. I love that. And I love that you adapted it for yourself and your understanding and your style. It's amazing. Like each and every one of us can create it our own way, how we understand it and how we align with things. I love that. Yeah, I think that's one of the key things. Like I was just, I was interviewing someone earlier and it was one of the things we were talking about and we we're talking about copying successful people. And I asked the question like, well, wait a minute here. How, what if you're copying someone then, then you're, you become a copycat. And we went down this, this discussion, but long story short, it, it, it allows you to create your own uniqueness, your own creativity. Cause you could take someone's idea. Like you're talking, we're talking about value systems. I've heard that so many, I I've read a couple of different books on it. I, I I've had a mentor who was big on it. So many people talk about value systems. And then as I started learning and copying over that, and I was like, hold up, I like this, but it means more to me when I say codes or something like this. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right. And the people are like, what's a code? What do you mean by code? I'm like, oh, those are value systems, but I just call it this because here's the reason why. And I think that's what as like entrepreneurs or individuals, individuals themselves, this is the expression that we all have within us. Take learning from others and then being able to uh, express more who we are in our own way. I think that's, that's a the big purpose there. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's something that I'm really big on, like being unapologetically yourself, because what makes you you, it's so unique to you. And because you are saying quotes, different people will resonate with that, that if you say core values, right? So it's like, being you unapologetically, it's going to attract the perfect people 
and the perfect opportunities to you that are really aligned with you, the way you speak, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you express yourself, you will be a heck yes for someone. And this is something that everyone has to understand, whether you're an entrepreneur or, you know, single mom at home, your purpose, why you're here is to be yourself, not to be everything to everyone, not to be wearing millions of masks so you feel accepted, right, by others, but being yourself because that's what happened in my life when I embodied my codes, uh, when I embodied my values, I started to attract people that absolutely adored me. I didn't need the external validation anymore, but it was so easy for me to manifest clients, manifest money, all these things, because I was true to who I am. And people could easily say like, oh, I like it. I resonate with this. And no, that's not for me. But then we are not wasting time on trying to please everybody. And then you help anyone anyway. So how many core values do you say, because some people can go take a core value, look at a value list or a core value list, and it'll be like hundreds and five hundreds of words. How much would you say word wise, like what are like, is it the top five values that you hold true? Or like, how can someone find their values? Maybe that's the first question I should ask. I love that. And I will very happily share with you the exercise that I did, because when you say hundred or five hundred, I'm overall just hearing that number. <laughs> oh, so, what I did, I just took a big sheet of paper, divided in half. And on one side, I wrote down 20 things that I don't stand for. And on the other side is the opposite, what I do stand for. So let's say I don't stand for hate. I stand for love. I don't stand for cheating. I stand for loyalty. And I was just going back and forth. So it's 40 words total, but it's like 20 mirroring each other. If I don't like this, what is that I do like, right? And when I see what I do stand for, I took a colored pen and highlighted the three things that are non-negotiable for me, that are a must. So for me, it was three core values, generosity, loyalty, and growth. If you don't have those values, you won't be working with me. You won't be in my close circle, not because you're a bad person or because I'm better than you or anything, but it's because why we would be wasting our time if you believe in different things, if you value different things. So for me, when I had those three values. Again, I put it in my mirror in a bathroom. I put it in my office and I wrote it on like a little business card and put it in my wallet. So anytime I open it, I see it because I was programming my mind to remind myself what is really important to me. So for me, having those 20 written down and choosing three was challenging enough. I mean, like, I don't know how you can have 500 values. There are things that are important to us, but are they really core non-negotiable? I like that. So it's looking more at your values and then the non-negotiables with it that say, okay, this is it. This is an acceptance and nothing else past mm -hmm. that. Yep, exactly. And it's interesting because some people, when I spoke with them about core values, they're like, yeah, but it changes. I'm like, mm -mm. for me, it didn't change. It haven't changed the past. I don't even know when I did this exercise first time, maybe six years ago, maybe five years ago, you know, those are really still important to me, like loyalty and generosity and growth, it's intertwined in everything I'm doing in my business, in my personal relationships. It For me, that cannot change. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I love I love this stuff because this is this is like, again, it's 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 
raising the bar, raising the standard. And when you started to do this in your life, was it a hard thing to do? Because like some people would be like, oh, wait a minute, I got to, oh, I'm, you know, like being a people pleaser. That was something I grew up with. That was something I always had to do, right? Push my, my, my emotions to the side and I had to please the person who was in front of me. Um, and it's one of the things where when I started to be like, you know what, enough's enough. I'm not going to do this anymore. It was hard in the beginning. I felt guilt. I felt shame. I felt all these emotions because of past conditioning. When you raise that bar, maybe sharing your story or just in general, when you work with people, how, what, how do you overcome those feelings if they exist? Yeah, no, absolutely. They exist. And I felt the same way. I was feeling guilty and ashamed. Like I was feeling that I am like putting myself above somebody else because I was taught to help everybody first. And then maybe if I have enough energy to take care of myself. So I absolutely feel you. There was a guilt. There was a shame. But also I realized if I'm not happy and fulfilled, how can I have the energy to be helping anyone else? And then it's not genuine. So it's like you're not giving your full to the people anyway. And what we would be teaching others whether you have kids or not it doesn't matter but those people around you if you're saying like oh it's okay to sacrifice your dreams it's okay to sacrifice your needs it's okay to go out there and do everything for everyone if you have a little child or if you have a little brother or sister would you allow them to do that would you allow them to treat themselves in the way that you are treating yourself because the thing is that we are afraid that we will be abandoned just think about that why we are people pleasing we are people pleasing because we are afraid we will be judged abandoned and stay alone and we don't want that we want to feel safe and be in community but the thing is that you gotta realize if you are abandoning and not abandoning others you're abandoning yourself so how can you be even in integrity right with yourself so yes it is challenging and some relationship will have to be dissolved some things will have to be just renegotiated you know if people are meant to stay in your life they will support you in your growth they will support you they will want you to be happy so you gotta look into it like um, you know how they wrote the book about the dying people and their biggest five regrets? When they sum it all up, the biggest regret was not living more, right? Not living true to who they really are. So if you're on your deathbed, would you care about that you upset your mother or that you broke up a relationship that was dragging you down? Would you regret that or would you regret not living more and not living true to your desires? Don't wait until you're on the deathbed because you never know. Do you have one more day? Do you have 20 more years? You never know. So I feel like we really get to take this like inner check of where am I? How am I feeling? And you think you're pleasing others, but you're hurting them because you're not true to who you really are. So you're not giving your best to them anyway. I love that. Would you say summing that all up? That is like one of the meanings of self-love. I feel so. I feel so, you know, because self-love, it, it, it's so funny. Like in the past, when I heard self, I was the first thing that came up for me was selfish, right? Like if you're doing something for self, you're being selfish. But now it's like learning the self, having the self-awareness, 
taking care of the self because you came here to take care of the self, the evolution and the growth. So everything comes back to love, right? So I, I love that it's all shifting from like, oh, doing things for self, it's selfish into self-love, self-acceptance, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you can't, one of the things about self-love that I love so much is that you can't really love yourself unless you, I mean, sorry, you can't love others well or in, in deep mm -hmm. as depth as you can until you love yourself truly. Absolutely. And, and that's one thing that I learned on my journey. Like you teach others how to treat you by the way you treat yourself. You're showing others basically how to treat you. So for example, when I started my second business of, you know, life coaching for women, I was, you know, overwhelmed with working a lot. And I'm like, I cannot do this. This doesn't feel, you know, good. So I started to take Saturday digital detox, no work. And the first few weeks that I did that, maybe even the first few months, I was feeling guilty. What if they need me? They're paying for me. What if they need support? And then I started to notice that my clients started to do the same. They started to honor themselves and take care of time for themselves. And it was so beautiful. So by me creating a healthy boundaries and taking care of myself, I give them permission like, oh, actually, I can do that too. I can take a half day off and I can go and spend the time doing things that really feel good to me. So the way you treat yourself, other people will treat you. My clients don't message me on Saturday and when they do, they know I will see it on Sunday, but it's beautiful, you know? So think about it, you know, the way you treat yourself, would you like others to treat you? Like, you know, your negative thoughts, your inner critic, um, working yourself to the ground, working hard, hustling. Would you like others to do that to you? Because they will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love how you, you, you talk about that because I went through something like that where uh, people pleaser, that was me. And I always had to felt like when I first started my chiropractic office, it was like I had to have a lot of availability, a lot of hours, and had to serve people in many different ways. And I was told all these different things. And then I had a coach who taught me like, hold up, what do you want? What do you want? to? How do you want to run your office? And I was like, well, hold on. Before I do that, I'm thinking of others again, right? I'm like, hold on. Before I choose and say what I want, well, what's going to help me maximize my business to help serve as many people as possible? And then he was like, no, what do you want? And we start from there. And so it started to shift my mindset. But like when you make that first choice where you did it on a Saturday, for me, it was cutting from three and a half days a week or having weekends and so forth to cutting my time down to three days a week. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And there was some, you know, some people got upset with it. Some people left and all these other things. But I was like, I'm going to trust the process, going to trust the process, right? This is something I want because it's going to make me happier. I'll be less stressed and I can help the people who I work with even better then. And now I work 15 hours a week in my office only. And, uh, and it's one of the things where I'm like, it, it's great because I still have the freedom to do podcasting. I can run my other coaching business and I get the freedom to be with my wife and do what I enjoy. And all this has, all of it has maximized. And the beautiful thing, like you said, I experienced the same thing with my, like my coaching clients that I was working with early on is they started to do the same thing where all of a sudden they were like, yeah, Saturday and Sunday, you talk about how you don't do, you're, you're off limits. And if there's an emergency, I'll get to it. But other than that, I'm off limits. I'm not going to respond. Uh, it's my time with my family and, my, my, and what I want to do with my life. And uh, it's one of the things that people started to do the same thing. And later on, I started to realize 
I was sharing with them what I was doing, which was self-love, self-respect with myself to be like, this is what I want. This is what I want for me. And all of a sudden everything followed course with that. That's so beautiful. You know, it's, it's amazing. Like really asking yourself and how hard it is, right? That the beginning, like, no, wait a minute. Let me see what other people need. No, no, no. What do you really want? What do you want? I love doing this exercise with my clients of knowing what their ideal day will look like. Because so very often they think like, oh, when I get the partner, when I get the money, when I get the business running, when I, when living in a when land, right? But when we can look at their ideal day, what would they feel like, look like, where they would be waking up, what they would be eating, doing, like your ideal day, whether it's personal day that it's day off or your ideal business day, right? You got to know how do you want to feel and what do you want to do and then start from there. So for example, if in my ideal day, I know that I'm working only a couple hours in the afternoon and all morning I'm spending with my family and at night I'm spending spending, you know, with, with my friends and family, like, what would I have to do to accomplish that? Would I have to have a team? Would I have to delegate? What would my business look like? And so it's so important to have this clarity. What do I truly desire? And what do I really want? Because the world doesn't need more people who are people pleasing and just put their head down and shut up and go and do. We are not machines. The the world really needs more people who are lit up by what they are doing because that's contagious. I think the more we do that, that's where we create that transformation. Because you, when people are more lit up and they're more living their purpose and things like that, I really believe that's going to light up this world and create the shift and that we're looking for to higher levels of vibration to achieve more and enjoy more. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly believe it. And I start like noticing it, you know, because some people say like, oh my gosh, like 2020, 2021 was the worst year of my life. And then I see so many who are awakening and who are letting go of the things that really don't want anymore because people had time to reflect, to look at their lives from a different perspective and ask themselves, do I still really want to do this? Do I still really want to be here? So it's really about perspective. Unexpected changes and unexpected things happen in the world that were out of our control. But what do you do about those things? And how do you like, you know, flow with it? It's what's going to determine your future. So I feel that it's so important to get back to yourself, your true self. So the question that I have for you is how does some, and this is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> how, what are like, if in a quick synopsis, what are things that people can do to find their purpose? There's their own purpose and like their, um, I'm trying to think of the wording I wanted to use, uh, their life's purpose or just their own, I call it soul's purpose, but uh, whatever their purpose may be, what is something that it, 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 in a couple steps, a couple points, uh, they can do that because as we're talking about lighting people up, I truly believe when you light, in order to get to that aspect, you really have to find your life's purpose here to really light up your own light to the world. So what are some things that you share and that you learned over time in your own experiences to help an individual truly find their life purpose? 
So I will make it super easy because you say it's loaded question and I'm here to simplify everything. That's, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm really good at. So the first thing, if like I've been searching for my purpose, like for over three decades, and then I realized my purpose here to be on the earth is to be myself as easy as that. You came here to be you, the way you think, the way you look, the way you express yourself, the way you feel, the way you look, everything about you, it's you get to remember you are perfectly made for your purpose. So that could be the easy part. If you want to go like really scientifically and and go really deep, you know, then I would say look into the human design. I absolutely love human design. It's a system that blends, you know, Kabbalah and, and I Ching, so Chinese and Indian and astrology and numerology. So knowing your chart, it's really life-changing because it does tell you your life purpose. So for example, for me, when I learned what is my design, there is five different designs of who you were born to be. When I learn my design, I also learn my purpose and my purpose, it's alignment. Meaning I am here to align other people into their purpose through nurturing and sensitivity. Most of my life, I was thinking I'm a people pleaser and I am like too sensitive. I'm too emotional, all these things, but that's who I am meant to be. I'm not a coach who will be like a badass masculine coach who will tell you like do these worksheets do these spreadsheets you know analytical I am here to nurture people when because when I nurture people they soften up and they start to feel safe to be who they really are meaning they're aligning with their purpose so you know those are the two like simple steps that people can take. They can just relax into the knowing that I'm perfectly made for my purpose. I don't have to be chasing anything, but really recognizing what lights me up and what makes me feel good, what comes to me really easily, you know? So come to that and then see how to package it so people will pay you because I'm so blessed. I'm in a place in my life that people abundantly pay me to be me, right? And you can do it too, And the second will be go in a route of human design, explore it, have fun. There's, you know, you can go on just Google and and just Google free human design chart and dive into that. When I learn about my human design, now I'm studying it with a mentor and teaching it to my clients as a part of my one-on-one coaching and retreat, because it is mind-blowing how accurate it is. I never experienced anything like that. That's pretty cool. I'll have to check that one out. That seems pretty, uh, pretty amazing uh, to kind of help you in that process. Absolutely. If you if you've never done it, what I can do, I will just email you the link for the free chart, and I'm you know more than happy to send you like a recap or just like voice voice note or record a quick video so you can understand it. Because like I said, like once you look into human design, so many things will click and you will feel free and liberated because instead of trying to change the things you are doing, you will understand why you're doing them and how it can be to your benefit. That's so true. And it helps. I mean, this is, is this any, how is this, uh, and it looks like it's different, but uh, I was looking it up as you were talking, but is it, um, is it something like a birth natal, prenatal chart or natal birth chart? Yeah. Birth chart. Yes. When you look at it, it's like your birth chart, but you know, when you do birth chart, it's astrology only. When you do human design, it uses a different modalities. Like I mentioned, Kabbalah, I Ching, chakras from, you know, Indian background. 
astrology, numerology. So all these different beautiful modalities are put into one. I love that. Yeah. And I, I, I'm huge into numerology. So this would be really cool to check out. So mm-hmm. I love that. This is awesome. So real quick, Batia, before we wrap up, I want to be able to give you an opportunity to share with the listeners. How can they follow you, connect you, see what you're up to, where you're at, what you're doing, where do you, your socials are and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Everything it's on my Instagram, you know, Petya Kolegova and my website, PetyaKolegova.com. Those are like my two favorite places where I stay up to date and, you know, sharing daily stories. And for ladies, I have a free Facebook group, Unapologetically Abundant Women, where I'm sharing trainings and teacher trainings and just like really how to stay aligned. Awesome. Patia, this was a blast. I appreciate you being on. I had a lot of fun chatting with you, your energy and what you're bringing to the world and helping individuals. I greatly appreciate all of that. And to thank you for taking the time and sharing space with us here at the Mindful Experiment to share your wisdom with all the listeners. Absolutely. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. And I'm excited for you to tap into the human design and thank you for <laughs> Not only today, but also for all the work that you are doing. It really makes a difference and it's so needed, especially these days. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. Until next time, keep rocking and rolling.